fine. It's fine. Welcome to another episode of Fill My Hole, the only internet show that's also a podcast, but also a YouTube show. It has holes. Sometimes they fill them. My name is Phil Balabanos, and today I have a very special guest from a faraway land, a land of myth, a land of legend, of giant. I mean, there was one colossus apparently once, but it fell, uh, and then they used it to build shit with it. But today I have, uh, well, I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, I have a young uh, whippersnapper from Greece calling in today on the show. Uh, before we tell you anything about him, I'm just going to tell you the story of how I met George. Uh, let me set the scene. Summer. I think it was 2017. Uh, yeah, it was 2017. I board a random fishing vessel for a pleasure cruise, you know, to just cruise for pleasure. And I meet the captain. That wasn't George. Um, the captain was an interesting fellow. He was an interesting guy. So we start cruising about. And my brother-in-law was with me, who's, uh, who's Italian. And he was talking to this young deckhand who just kept popping his shirt off. Uh, and he was standing, glistening in the sun. He was a young, young man. And uh, he says, this guy's a filmmaker. I said, that guy? That guy's, a, that guy's 12 years old. What the fuck are you talking about? He goes, no, no, go talk to him. And, uh, and it was love at first sight, I guess. Uh, we had a nice uh, boat ride talking about his aspirations for film and all kinds of different things. George was also my first subscriber, real subscriber on YouTube. I did my first giveaway. He was the only one who entered. And he won a free knapsack. Um, so that was my intro, George. I'll let you introduce yourself to the people of the internet. Tell them who you is. Cool. Hi. First of all, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Like that's my first. It's my first podcast, really. Is this your first podcast? Okay. All right, oh, yeah. guys. Yeah. It's his first yeah. time. He's filling the hole. And my first, my first English interview, for that matter. I mean, thank I wanted you. to interview a lot of other Greek people, but your English was the best, so I called. I checked with you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you have that 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 intercontinental European English. Yeah, I don't know what it American is. Accent. It's a fake American accent. You can call that's it, it that. Yes, fake American. I like it. So uh, give us your name. Tell us what you do, where you're at, where you're calling from. Give us all that fun stuff. Sure. So I'm, uh, my name is George Patu, and um, I consider myself a full-time hobby filmmaker and part-time engineering student. I mean, you got that all backwards, my friend. Uh, pretty much, no. That's how I, uh, how I interpret it, pretty much. And, um, That's fair. Yes. So uh, filmmaking is my passion. It's what I love doing. That's what I've always been doing. And um, I got a very strange passion for, for making stuff, you know, building things and, and constructing the things and working out how to, how to make stuff work and how to make things out of other things or how to repurpose old things and all that stuff. So I think engineering was just the way to go. I mean, at first glance, if someone were to say, oh, he's an engineering student, but he's also, he wants to be a filmmaker, it seems weird but it makes a lot of sense. Like, well, yeah, actually, filmmaking is a lot of about problem solving and, and engineering is, that's basically the job, right? You're just solving yeah. problems and, and filmmaking is just, you're constantly, either it's a, if that's just a, a no budget film that you're doing for yourself or a small budget production or a, a music video or, or a client work for that matter, you're always and only solving problems. So I guess it's kind of, you know, I, I remember in film school, one of my teachers was like, uh, all of you want to be big time directors, all of you want to be whatever, you know, Lynch or Spielberg or what or Tarantino. 
He goes, most of you couldn't fucking solve a problem like the simplest, simplest problem. And I've been on enough sets to know that there is always a massive problem. There's always sure. something. So you're a hundred percent right. But even the idea always, of like it's rigging always something. The one thing you think is as absolutely for, for sure, you know, you, you think you got down and, and it's that, 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 you know, that happens. So always be prepared for the un, unthinkable. The unthinkable, the, un, the unimaginable. The unimaginable. Uh, where are you calling from, George? I know you're a student at the university in Crete, right? Yes, exactly. So you're not in Crete now. You're home. Where's home? No, due to the pandemic, actually. Um, I, I live in Greece right now, by the way. I, I live full time in Greece and uh, I grew up in Rhodes, where I'm at right now. Um, and uh, we got this. Hey, George, this what happened? I Sorry, my battery, my battery's low. My, my, my phone told me my battery was low. You are plugged in though, right? Like we're, it's not going to mm -hmm. die on us. I'm not plugged in. Anymore. Come on, dude. Yeah, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I bring on an engineering student, a filmmaker, a renaissance <laughs> Very man. Very unprofessional. The most qualified person to use an iPhone for a video podcast and not let it fall apart. He doesn't even plug it in. Yeah, exactly. So How long did you think this was going to be? <laughs> hi i'm george i'm awesome bye bye okay so george you're calling from greece where it's nice and warm i'm freezing i left my window open overnight at the studio big mistake um so the reason i i, I brought you on aside from the fact that you can actually speak english <laughs> i was <laughs> i was perusing the internets right and i see this headline i'll read it here university students create innovative and inexpensive portable ventilator in greece i'm like yo that's cool so I open it up and I see your fucking face. I was like, I know this guy, this guy, this guy, we went snorkeling together. So it's not just you, obviously you have a partner in this, uh, exactly. his name? what's your partner's uh, name? It's, uh, my partner's name was, uh, Sofidis Kalenzakis, or okay. if that was too foreign for you, it's Satiris Kalenzakis. No, no, we do foreign here. We do all the foreign. Oh, okay. Great. For, you know, the, the foreign, yeah. no, the, the English speaking audience. And, I mean, uh, they they're, they like it. They think it's interesting. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> Makes it more European, yes. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, so Peter Skalenzakis, and very very smart and qualified individual, and we met at our internship at the university, mm -hmm. and um, he approached me and was like, "Hey, do you want to make something? Like anything, really?" He had a three D printer at the time, and. Um, <laughs> we were both pretty skilled in, in 3d design and uh he was like okay we gotta we gotta do something uh we want to free print something but it has to be something usable something something useful and something that that would do a lot of good to many people we wanted to invent something new and as every pretty much every engineer wants to right yeah so then like two weeks later two weeks after that conversation the first lockdown happened in greece and i remember it was february 18th 18th of february actually well, yeah that, yeah that was, early, that was earlier than here actually it was I very that. early and um so we had to cut out our we had to you know drop out of our internship which was running through the university which was close at the time so we were stuck at home pretty much. Couldn't go outside because it was a hard lockdown, right? Mm -hmm. And our houses are like next to each other. 
we're literally like neighbors. So useful, you were useful. Go, yeah, you were allowed to go like to a supermarket or to get stuff to somebody who wasn't in need of something. Mm-hmm. So uh, we used that opportunity to go back and forth between our houses and to start designing uh, things that we did not ended up making at all. Um, and then we go online and we see the headlines it was something like uh, hospitals short on ventilators uh, doctors are making life or death decisions over who's getting ventilators or something yeah i'm like that's it a ventilator like nobody has ever made a, a makeshift diy ventilator or something and, and uh, correct me if i'm wrong but you guys one of the first to do this, not the only ones that were like, I, this happened a lot, right? During sure. the first lockdown? Sure. Yeah. Well, we were definitely one of the first, if not the first to publish a full, fun- fully functional and fully 3D printable ventilator, at least in Greece. In if Greece, not for in sure. Europe. No, I don't doubt it. In Greece, if we were not definitely in checked. Europe. Yes. Um, if, not, if not in Europe and... Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, the MIT did something, but it wasn't 3D printed. No, it wasn't. It was like, uh, yeah, I remember reading about it, but it wasn't as simple and as, like, this is an elegant solution. Like, I'm not an engineer, but, like, I even I can understand that this thing is meant to be very simple. So, yeah, you guys were definitely one of the first uh, in Europe. I know that. I remember seeing a bunch of articles early on about people trying to solve the ventilator issue. Uh, the respirator is it a respirator or is it a ventilator like okay hold on back up let's fill this hole what the fuck is it like what does it do for people who don't know exactly so uh, uh, that's an interesting question actually a ventilator and a respirator a respirator is something that you put on the patient's mouth and nose for short term and uh, and a ventilator ventilates you for uh, for quite some some time, I, I believe at least that's the the English definition. Uh, if I'm mistaken here, right? Because uh, so there the is a the respirator is, is breathing for you. The ventilator is getting oxygen into you, right? I think the respirator. Yes. So yes. this doesn't go down the throat. This is not like. This is not no no no. This is not an intubation. An intubation okay. goes down your throat into your lungs in your lung department anyways and uh, fills your your lungs with with oxygen on a certain pressure uh, ours does not do that so what does uh, yours do ours is for or the idea at least was as you said it had to be very very simple the idea was to make something that is printable on one single printer mm-hmm. um, in the shortest amount of time down from the basic like the box to the clamps, over over the clamps to the actual ambu back, the back that fills with air and actually gives the air to you, and okay. all the valves, everything, and it would run on Arduino. What Arduino is? It's a little microchip that you can purchase online, right? It's uh, like open pie, right? It's a type of microchip. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, how, how much does this thing cost? I don't mean like uh, to develop. Obviously, you had prototypes and a bunch of things got wasted. But like sure. now that the now that the plans, the 3D, what's the word I'm looking for? The schematic? No, the the basic, the, yeah, the structure, the schematics or the, the plans anyway. Yeah, now that that's done, 
how how fast can one of these get printed? And uh, we, we we printed ours in in a total of two days actually. Hmm. No, not true, not true. Three days, sorry, not three days, because we had to print the uh, the Ambu bag out of a flexible material called TPE, mm -hmm. which is available on the market for everybody, okay. and. Um, the total cost ran, ran us about from 100 to 150 euros, depending on where you get your Arduinos from and your, your yeah. film, your actual plastic. And what about so, the programming? Uh, not for you guys, but now that it exists, if a hospital wanted to, like, okay, worst case scenario, Greece succeeds, which I think yeah. it's coming close to exceeding its ICU capacity. Yes. And it needs to use your respirators, right? Yes. Do they have to program each of these, or are the no. files now available? You created no, them the already. No, the files the files are available, and we wanted to publish the the, the schematics and everything on uh, what's it called Thingiverse. Yeah, Thingiverse. Yeah, Thingiverse. Yeah. And we wanted to make the thing entirely open source and uh, accessible for everybody. So if the worst case scenario hits, as it did in in Italy and, and in Spain, I believe. Um, so that you know grace wouldn't wouldn't share that faith and um hopefully hopefully we don't but yeah and uh, the the respirator the prototype exists it's it's there it's it's ready for using we used it actually on a on a dummy we we did a what's called a simulation mm -hmm. on uh on a dummy in the health uh like the health science department of, of our university right uh, the nursing department actually and they had this like crazy super realistic dummy guy you know yeah those cpr dummies exactly those cpr yeah. but like a really really fancy one like a full-size human thing it looked like a dead person and uh, we did an intubation on this guy and then we put our respirator on him and actually i didn't i didn't explain that you put a mask you put a mask on your uh on your dummy or your patient or your patient yes maybe and the patient's a dummy i don't know his life you know <laughs> exactly you never know and uh you you plug that into our respirator and it gives you air for uh hopefully for as as long as you or as short as you as you need it I mean, and, the whole thing runs on like a an alarm system battery it's like 12 volts right <laughs> Yes, that was yes, that's uh, pretty cool. One of the the biggest the biggest achievements that we wanted to make, and the the biggest goals that we had, was making this thing as portable as possible, simple, um, effective, and portable. And the idea was, you print it out. We send you the electronics and everything as a package. You know, the filament, the the schematics, and the software would come on a on a stick or something, and you get the yeah. filament. So we like just sent it out I guess. in masses immediately, and uh, you can start printing so right away. This, so this wasn't a, we're going to save the world from COVID. This was a, we want to make something, and this is what people need. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, it was it never, it never was, it never, first of all, we, we did not expect it to, to make such, uh, such rounds in the news. We so never yeah, thought it would go What is the, the, how has it been in Greece, like? Have people reached out? Like, I know I saw it on Greek Reporter, which is, I mean, I guess it's a news agency, kind of. Nah, I've seen some pretty yeah. sketchy things on there. Let's, let's uh, call it a news agency, but no, it's really not that. 
No, not that What crazy. about at home? What has it been like at home or in Europe in general? Look, we we published we published a, a video and a photograph of the thing, and the same evening as we finished the software and we used it the first time, we plugged in the battery and saw if it would run on the battery, and uh, it was successful. And that was just us at Sotiris's home, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think I believe at four a.m. as we as we. Finished. Is that why you guys have tired eyes, bedroom eyes? Everybody oh my god! Yes. Oh yeah. my god! We were, dude. We were working like day and night. We had a, we had, we didn't know how long the lockdown was, right? And we thought mm -hmm. like, okay, this is, we need this now. We need this thing right now. So uh, we were working day and night, basically for over a week or two, literally day and night. And uh, if either that was just real engineering work or just studying for stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, yes, we, we published a, a, a post on my Facebook page and uh, describing what parts we use, what types of plastic, what the production process was like, a few pictures of the printers, stuff like that. Published it, I go home, I fall into bed and I want to sleep two days in a row, right? Yeah. At, seven, at seven, we published at five o'clock. At seven o'clock, in the morning. So Didis calls me up and he's like, dude, dude, we're on the front page of like, yeah, could it be, you know, this like, uh, yeah, yeah. or whatever, this, uh, newspaper. Local one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the local newspapers basically. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Fuck off. I thought it was a prank or something. And, uh, turns out I woke up later, later in the day and I, I woke up and I, I look on the front page and there's my fucking face, my tired ass face. I'm looking and, at it right now. I, I have it right here. Just right here. There you uh, go. No. Oh, no like, way. It's not exactly. that? Yes. Yeah. My tired ass face. And so these with his, uh, with his beanie and uh, <laughs> us holding our, our little thing that we made. And it was, it was pretty, uh, the, I think the, the biggest crazy. achievement anyways. Yeah. And I was like, cool. That's, that's amazing. And that's it. Right. That, that's going to be it. That's yeah, all the high secrets. And, I think like an hour later, after an hour, for the next two weeks, my phone would not stop ringing ever. Wow. My phone just rang all the fucking when time. When was this published, this article that I found? Okay, it is from April. Yeah, it's old. I, rem I had it's seen it, but they reshared it lately. So I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot February, about that. February, the end of February. I, I don't know. No, I'm talking about this... Uh, Greek reporter. It's from April. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I lost. I'm not telling. I'm looking at it right now. But okay, <laughs> I, so so basically, you became like lockdown famous. Yes, absolutely. No, we were we were the the news the media. All those to, sexy to, to bitches just Europe. throwing their masks at you. Ooh, George. <laughs> like that, yeah. Yeah, no, the rulers, the the rulers, the, the pencils, and all the. It the must have uh, coming home experience. though. Coming home to Rhodes, which is much smaller than, I mean, it's small. It's a big island, but it's still small. That must have been interesting. The coming home. Okay, yeah. I went home for, I believe, after after Easter. It was after, like, Orthodox Easter, right? I, I went home for, for a week. And uh, I, you know how it is, right? The, the, the villages and the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not By the way, for everyone watching. Everybody knows everybody. For everyone watching, 
Georgia's like where I mean I don't know actually exactly where you live but I, I you're from the same place as like my wife's family right yeah, yeah the exactly. same town it's the same town like when I told Anna that I was gonna bring you on the show she's like who the hell are you talking about I go remember the the, the half naked kid from the boat Oh my he God. made a respirator. She's like, what are you oh, talking man. about? So she called her mom and her mom's like, which kid? Where does he live? Who's his dad? I was like, this is great. This is great. This is the epitome they always of ask, like, village They never life. asked your name. They never asked your name, by the way. They always ask, who's, who's his dad? Yeah, yeah no one cares about dad, you. Right? Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. if you have kids one day, you'll have your vengeance. You'll be their dad. Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. But um, that's how Anyways, it works. Yeah, go on. Anyways, and... Uh, no, actually, in, in Heraklion and in, in Crete, it went completely viral. We went on national TV for like, we had like over a stretch of two weeks, daily, cool. daily free interviews. Two I mean, if you ever, if you ever uh, need funding for a, like a thesis, something you want to build, you have it now. Yeah. No, like no. The kid who built the got, Iron Lung. Great connections. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the one big uh, big win for us. I gotta say, we didn't get we didn't get filthy rich. No, it wasn't no, for the money. It's as open I said, source. Yeah, exactly. It is open source, and as soon as you publish something, you lose all the rights for the patent. And uh, we knew that that was clear from the beginning. And um, yes, yeah, so it was never never about the money really, or, or the fame or anything, and uh, which we didn't think we'd get anyways. And yeah. um, yeah, so it went viral, crazy viral, crazy viral. We had yeah, exactly I mean, crazy after your phone rings every 10 minutes. You got three live interviews and the biggest news channels of the country, right? You're, you're on news. You're getting calls from, from family and friends and people we've never met. That Ex-girlfriends. Yes. Yes, for, for fuck's sake. And the yeah, yeah, we, that, yeah, you can swear on this show. It's you. fine. You people, can swear here. It's a safe can space. I curse? Yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Okay. Don't great, don't great. say anything very racist though. Like a little yeah. racist, like haha racist, maybe. Okay, but, yeah. I mean I know you you you're you're European, so your racism is different than here. I got black humor, man. I got a pretty see, like dark that sense you, of humor. See, like what you just said, having said that, I know what you meant because I speak Greek. Yes, but so that's, I know you just translated you're, you're it. But saying that, that yeah, I know no, the English expression is dark humor. Oh, dark humor. What you just said was something else in English. Yes, okay. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so, so there's a reason at the beginning of this interview when I first, you know, started the recording, I called you a renaissance man, right? So yeah. in the midst of a lockdown in an unprecedented global pandemic, you build this, you science your way out of it, right? You build this, this respirator with uh, Sotiri. And then, I mean, I see the article and I think it's interesting. And a few weeks later, again, during an unprecedented lockdown throughout the entire world, I yeah. see you release <laughs> a travel show. Yeah. Like the trailer for a travel show with a, with a Top Gun logo. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, I can't even put these two things together. Because they're be very, I mean, they don't make sense in my head. But this you didn't do with Sotiri. This you did with another friend of yours. Exactly. Uh, who's going to join us right now? Wahib, why don't you come on to the stream and join us in the hall? Hello, hello. Wahib, hey Wahib. Yeah. Tell everyone your name because I don't want to slaughter your last name. <laughs> so it's pretty easy. Wahib Nashashibi. Uh, Fuck. 
Honestly, fuck you. From Jerusalem. <laughs> wait, wait, fuck, hey. That's not easy, man. That's not guys, easy for anyone. Like, you guys are Greeks. You're the last people ever allowed to talk about hard last names. I'm not saying they're easy. I'm just saying don't tell people it's easy. It's like when the doctor tells you, you the colonoscopy is not going to hurt at all. Okay. Oh, <laughs> just here you go. And they just jam it in. I mean, you stuttered when you said it. You had to take a breath in the middle of your last name. What is it? Nafshaibi? Nashashibi. Nashashibi. Okay. I mean, I don't have it in front of yeah. me. I'm going off of memory here. I mean, it's, it's a lot harder than Patu. <laughs> tell me the the romance tell me the bromance here. A little bit. how does how does wahib from where you're from jordan right Ooh. or you live in jordan yeah i'm half jordanian half more actually yeah, yeah. Okay, i so, live no actually i live in greece in crete oh okay um, so i mean there I'm goes the story. There. okay yeah. oh really <laughs> but, but i'm half jordanian half moroccan okay and i live in greece Mm-hmm. And one day, my friend told me to go to um, like a student party in this place called uh, Jackson Hole, was it, George? Yeah. Yeah, I think it Jackson was Jackson Hole. Anyways, they're so cute. Uh, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's where I met uh, Alain Delon in front of you, the half naked, the half naked kid. Yeah, the half naked kid. <laughs> I was half there. naked back then. I, I wasn't bad. I'm talking I about how he's. A- <laughs> so hold on guys i'm realizing that because we're basically um, talking about how he's an engineer. guys because we're on oh, like, such Sorry. a such a wide zoom range here like in different countries two of which are notorious for bad internet one of them being canada uh take a second between <laughs> each other like so you don't step on each other's words okay so <laughs> what happened is that I I saw this guy in uh, in Jackson Hall in the student party, and of course he's talking about how he's a he's a filmmaker slash engineer, of course. So of course I have of course I had to come in with my cool stuff also, pilot. That's enough. I don't. That's pretty that. cool. Yeah, I did not need a filmmaker slash engineer. Pilot's more than enough. <laughs> True. What, True. what type of pilot up. are you? Uh, no, I'm... Um, anyone. I'm a flight instructor. I'm... <laughs> so you're a flight instructor in Crete? Yes. Yes, sir. I like, finished uh, there and stayed com- there. Commercial flights or small flights with private oh. jets? Now, if we're going to dive deep into that, let's go. Yeah, why not? Time. But, mean, uh, g- give me the short story. Yeah, the short story. Every single pilot graduates, commercial license, private license, whatever it is, they graduate only flying smaller planes, single and, multi, and multi-engine planes. That's it. Now, it's the job of the airline, or if they have shitload of money, they can go and do their own type rating and then fly the Airbus and all of that stuff. Yeah. Like the big, the big Yeah, yeah. But that's the gist of it. But uh, no, we work on smaller planes uh, and graduating commercial pilots and and private pilots with the IASA license, like with the European license. That's right. the general. Yeah, I, I actually know what that is. I, so, yeah, I was shooting we private planes for a year. Hmm. Lovely. 
Oh, we have a we have a sick delay on this conversation. Slow it up. Yeah, I don't know why. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's only on your end though. So I'm not gonna interrupt you. I'm gonna let you tell me how the show's called Two Guys Travel, right? Exactly. I'm gonna let you tell me how Two Guys Travel came to be. George, you've been speaking for like 45 minutes. No one cares what no. you say anymore. No. About what he'd take over. Go ahead. Well, we became friends after not liking each other a lot at the beginning. Oh yeah. Uh, we became friends. We used to go on hikes, road trips, and everything. And one time we were sitting, actually this summer, we were sitting at our favorite pub, Taverna, you can call it. And we're just talking about what we're planning to do like next year or by the end of the year, if, if the corona status like improved. And one thing led to another where I was talking about, um, I want to go to Spain. He's like, yeah, let's go to Spain. And then he was like, hey, I have my filming gear uh filmmaker so he's like hey let's start filming shit together i was like that's a good idea then we sat there thinking about it a little bit and then like he just looked at me as like shouldn't we just like let's start tomorrow like we're stuck here anyways so let's just start and uh, we took his little car and just and had a head off around the island and uh, because he lived there more than me, so he knows the places. And we just started driving around, and it all started uh, how? Like, it was all kind of goofy, fun things to do together. Like, we're just going to film it, say jokes. And, uh, and it slowly blew up, slowly, 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 slowly into, hey, let's make it an official series on YouTube. Let's start with season number one. And uh, yeah. That's how it went, like, literally. For people who don't know uh, the TV culture in Greece, like, I'm sure a lot of people don't, travel shows are fucking massive in Greece. And I only realized it by because they're not here. I mean, they exist here. But, like, the last time I was in Greece, I became obsessed with, what the fuck was it? World Party. Yeah. I was like, every night I was like, oh, it's World Party. Fuck, fuck whatever we're doing, 11 o'clock. And then I came back exactly. and I was like, I don't know what happened to these guys. I got to find it on YouTube now. So like, it's a very different vibe than the kind of travel shoes we have, like on this side of the Atlantic here, they're much more, I mean, they're structured differently, right? This, these are like, Europe has a very, especially Greece has a very different approach to these types of shows. And obviously you guys have access to like, like prime fucking traveling. Like if I oh, did yeah. a traveling show, I would be driving to like, I mean, before Corona. And why and why we, we had the idea and why we were like, hey, okay, let's let's do something right now is it was before the, the second lockdown, just to make that sure. And uh, we had access to these amazing locations because Crete is an island. Crete's nuts. In Greece. So you're surrounded by blue as fuck water, great beaches. And beautiful weather, pretty much, you know, any time of the year. And how long? Uh, so you have you have how many episodes that are ready of the show right now that are completed? Right now, we got five episodes. The first and season is going to be five, maybe six. Maybe we can so the, squeeze the first season is Crete, right? Yes, pretty much. No, that actually, I mean, yeah, I mean, is, that's great. That's what you call the first season, Crete. Yes, the Crete. Island, yes. island of mystery. It's not really mysterious. 
Hey, have you guys ever gone? This is a super random segue because my last episode was about Bigfoot. Um, have you <laughs> ever gone talking. to that castle? The what's it called? Frago Castello. Frago Castello. Where is that? What it's no. called? It's somewhere in Crete. There's like this legend of like men in the dew that walk some atrocity atrocity during the Second World War. They're called the Drosulites. Ever heard of this? It's like an urban myth, myth of the internet. Oh man, no, I know what you mean. Yes, uh, no, I've I've never been there. Actually, no. Well, he, any idea what I'm talking about? Man, you can see my face. Season two. Season two, they go fucking supernatural, Crete. Fuck yeah, we, we have yeah. to. So, so, uh, there's no Sasquatching, man. There's no Sasquatching Crete, but there's like angry old guys, so that works. Oh, yeah. But they have them. guns. They have guns in like, uh, what's that area of Crete where everyone's always shooting everyone at the cops there? Oh, you like you. I know, yeah. How do you like I know, I know you. Yeah, I know you. Oh, yeah, I know that's you. The place. Okay, but still, yeah, I know they, you. Man, they, oh, yeah, they go man. outside. They go outside instead of pyrotechnics, man. They they go outside with their Galashnikovs. So, yeah, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, Crete is basically Greece's. I'd say maybe Texas. Oh yeah, like the, it's. I I would say that's probably the best way to maybe Kentucky. Mm. Maybe Kentucky. For me, I call it home. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> For me, Greeks are Arabs, but they speak Greek. I mean, I can definitely half get behind that culturally. Like, I can see it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Not so different. I mean, culturally speaking, Greeks have more in common with the East than the West, right? Yeah, it's pretty close. Like, you're talking about food, culture, family orientation, like, all of that stuff. But yeah. Like literally, I felt like home being there. Like I traveled and I lived in Poland. I traveled all over Europe, but I could confident uh, had like confidently say Greece and especially Crete. It's very close to home. Like I mean, it's it's also like geographically close to home. Yeah, Crete's right there. Like yeah. you can spit on Africa. <laughs> I mean, like sand from the Sahara hits Athens once a year. Yeah. It's not that far. Uh, and I think people tend to forget that. I mean, are Greeks Arabs? Not really. No. I mean, even culturally, we're not. Um, but there's definitely a, there's a, there's a bond there. It's, it's Actually, that, that depends on, on what like region in Greece you're, you're at. If you're, if you're near the Dodecanese or, or Rhodes, for that matter, you have a lot of, uh, a lot of Greekish influence in your, in your culture, right? Because I mean, it's, uh, it's right there. Yeah. Yes, and because the but, church used uh, to, to have that, that part of Greece. I mean, I thought Rhodes was under Venetian control for like five centuries. You I mean, when my mother-in-law... Yeah, I mean, if yeah, eventually yeah. it became Turco, Italian. Uh, there was, yeah, there was uh, Turcocratia and there was uh, Italocratia. And uh, the Turks were... When were the Turks there? They were here before. They were before. They were yeah, I mean, they were. I mean, when the when the when the Ottoman Empire spread from like, I mean, everywhere, because like literally everywhere, all of the Arabian Peninsula, like North Africa, yeah, Greece, sure. Like they had the millet system. Like uh, Greece was not one millet. Like it was split up. Like uh, the millet room, which was like Rome, right? Because of Byzantium, mm -hmm. is like the mainland mostly, which is why like certain provinces still carry that name, like Rumeli. But like in the south where I'm from, like there was no, I mean, most of the south was conquered, but like my dad's side, like they were more or less free the whole time. They were just pirates. I mean, sure. That's they why. just kind of did their own thing. 
Sometimes they they fought the Turks. Sometimes they paid them. Sometimes they took money from them. They just did whatever. I mean, Greece is a really interesting geography. I mean, historical geography because of the mountains. So you're right. Depending on where they're at, the culture is different. Yeah. Like, uh, like I would say that the region that my family's, both sides of my family come from, much more in common with like the Balkans, uh, Albania. Like that's that's the vibe. But it's not so different from like Arab culture because Ottoman culture kind of was a mix of everything, right? So it's, I mean, calling one thing, one thing, like saying yeah. that's this and that's that is, I mean, it's a slippery slope. It's pretty much impossible in, in Greece. Like you can't really define, you can't really define people there or the, the culture, the, the I culture. Mean, I people, Greece has what, 99.9% homogenous, like homogenous ethnic, like a, it's one of the most hilarious statements I've ever heard. No. It really is. Like, if his <laughs> name was George, I wouldn't know. Especially from Crete. Obviously. Obviously. When I, when I arrived in Rhodes for the first time, I was like, why does everyone look like this? Mm. Everyone looked different than what any Greek I had ever seen was. I mean, George is dark featured. Like, it's not that odd to me. But, like, everyone was, like, light eyes, light skin, light color hair i'm like where are all these blonde people <laughs> what the fuck is happening so uh, I'll, I'll move on from this random segue what is <laughs> like let's go straight into how can people watch it when can people watch it why should they watch it i'll leave that to you guys i'm not gonna sell your show for you fuck <laughs> okay okay so uh, when can people watch it we want to launch in in March, first episode is okay. going to drop in March. Uh, hopefully, there's going to be a trailer at the end of uh, February. And um, why should people watch it? Well, it's basically just us having fun, uh, fucking around, and uh, you know, trying, attempting to to capture some the you know the the beauty basically of some some places of, of Crete, and uh, in little cinema packaged in little cinematic shorts. And you get the usual George and Wahib kind of uh, stupid, stupid Sexy block banter. segments, right? Yeah, where we just, you know, we're just dumb and we're in a car. Beautiful, majestic island of Crete. Uh, I mean, you have no lack of like actual locations that you can. I mean, I've never been to actually jokes aside. I've never been to Crete. What? It's one of those things that I'm always like, oh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it you have to, man. like you a have big to. enough trip on its own. Like you don't go to Greece and then like do two days in Crete. That doesn't make sense. No, no, no. It needs at yeah. least two weeks. Like exactly. Believe, you need to go around minimum to see the people, see the places. It's amazing. Great holidays, man. It's perfect for holidays, for vacation. Really? No, I, I'm not disagreeing on that. It's just that because I was saying how great it is, but I've never actually been. I'm just like putting a disclaimer because every time we say we're going to go, it's like we don't have enough time like we come the last time i was there I, we were there for a month but like we did two weeks on the mainland i went to see family we did two weeks in roads like and crete's not nearby like it's not like where we go is anywhere near each other like it's two yeah. opposite ends of greece right yeah but, but it is it is a oh, is it a work issue or is it just uh scheduling family no it's not scheduling family it's i mean it's hard to take more than a month off right even if you would tie it in into like a, a working from afar kind of thing and making a documentary or something 
I mean, who's paying me? If someone's paying me, yeah. Sure. No yeah. problem. Yeah. I mean, the last time I was there, I was working the first two weeks from roads. <laughs> I was delivering projects. And, and you and can't internet. live off of stock footage, so. Uh, you can. You yeah. absolutely can. I actually this just got an great. email. This, right before we started this interview, uh, I got an email that I made $27. Oh, oh wow. From uh, Congratulations. Uh, stock footage that I shot three years ago. The, the interior of uh, the Soul Falcon 2000. <laughs> I shot the interior and I put it up because I had access. Anyways, neither here nor there this conversation. Sorry, Wahib, what'd you say? Ah, uh, no, nothing. I was thinking about $27. That's like four coffees, five maybe. That's a very expensive coffee. <laughs> well, you don't live in Jordan. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea what life or expenses are like in Jordan, honestly. Oh, man, it's like the second most expensive Arabic uh, Arabic city, like Amman, capital city. Yeah, yeah. Uh, compared to the to the income. Really? Like, the average income. like, And in my point of view, like, I don't know how you can justify that, but it is what it is right now. I mean, so, yeah. I guess inflation? I don't think inflation, like if you look at our, at our currency, well, yeah, the economy is not that great. It was actually rising before COVID, but uh, no, like our currency is kind of strong. Like you can put it up there with the strong ones. What is the but currency in Jordan? In general, uh, living expenses in Amman, it's the second or third most expensive Arabic city. After, like after, but it's like it's Dubai, Amman, Casablanca, and then the rest. So even if you went to your other side of the family, it's still too expensive for you. Yeah. It's still above, yeah. No. <laughs> like <in> Casablanca. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It no, is but expensive. that's pretty crazy. I don't, I don't really know much about Jordan, to be completely honest, uh, because I, I like, I'm Greek, but I never lived in Greece. Jordan is a very far away place in my mind. Well, like, uh, you can start to get to know it, starting like me and George are actually planning to do our second season here. Yeah, second okay. season in Agrabah. I love it. <laughs> it's going to be like all over Jordan. Like this one's going to be much bigger, much longer. We're going to have a bigger budget for it. And of course, uh, it all depends on the epidemic. I mean, like on the pandemic that's happening right now, most likely it's going to happen after the measures are lifted. So we're going to have the freedom of travel. Right. There's no restrictions. Um, so yeah, like we're actually really looking forward to it, and I think I it's mean, gonna be great. It's gonna be you, lovely. You there's said something just now. You said something. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot to show. All I know of Jordan is Petra. That's literally it, right? Obviously. Um, but you said something. You said budgets, right? Bigger budgets. Yeah. Like, did you guys have a budget for this first season? No, we <laughs> paid out of our own pockets. That's still a budget. That's still a budget. Like, what did this cost you? Fuel money. You guys... Fuel money, man. The, the budget was fuel money. And we, we used to pay. And... Yeah. And, and the lunches, basically. And the beers, maybe. The occasional beer. And, and coffee. Need... Yeah. that's. I mean, coffee isn't any budget for a film. That makes sense. But, like, how was this shot? So, you're a pilot. You're an <laughs> untrained. I mean, not untrained, but you're not formally trained, George. I'm pointing to you yeah. on the screen as if people can see where I'm pointing. <laughs> So, okay. Wahib, you're a pilot. George, you're an engineer yeah. with, uh, with years of practice. Like you've yourself taught at filmmaking. Like I know you have a gimbal because I can see it on the shelf. What is that? A, yeah. a Ronin? No, 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 no. 
That's it's not not the good stuff. This is okay. Stuff? It's it's okay. It's it's good. It's good. We shot the first season on it. It survived. It's great. It's the Feutech AK two thousand something. Oh, China, very nice. You know, the, the one big thing that we managed to do in these trips is probably ruin each other's oh, yeah. uh, innocence. So, and not 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 that way, but um, okay. uh, yeah, I just you know making that clear. No, no, not that way. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit this so hard. Um. So let's get back to some things oh, that like, won't get us uh, banned from YouTube. How was how this shot? Like, Wahib, can you shoot at all? Or is George doing all the shooting? No, actually, he taught me a lot, like, okay. uh, before we started. And while we were filming, like, a lot of the shots that I took, like, when he's in frame, it's me taking the shots. Obviously, so you can yeah. see that you can actually see the improvement by the end of the season. Absolutely. Like, he's, he he. Didn't know how to how to turn the camera on. Let's start it from there. Literally, and, uh, like I've never used anything. To turn the camera on, uh, despite you know maybe a photo camera or something, but like a DSLR or something or a mirrorless camera or something. No, nothing. He didn't know how to set the ISO or anything, uh, let alone use a gimbal. Right. And, I mean, uh, most people don't know how to use a gimbal. I mean, at least as a pilot, you know what a gimbal is, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, there's that's a start. Cause, cause I've been with people like uh, on sets who it's their first time. I'm like, get the gimbal, and they're like, what the fuck uh -huh. is a gimbal? Yeah. <laughs> what? It's the, what is that? Okay. What's that thing on uh, in a flight deck? Uh, that's a gimbal. The the horizon. No, what is it called? No, the attitude. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a gimbal, right? right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, no, it has a gyroscope in it. Yeah, of course. Oh, it's a gyroscope. That's right. Yeah. I mean, they're not so different. I guess. No, 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 not very different. So Same. okay, so. The pilot learns to shoot some footage. George is just taking his shirt off all the time, right? Um, I have to fight with him. Like, he, please keep it on. He's like, no, I need to show it. I oh, mean, man. look, uh, you got to get the people watching. And sometimes if the and landscape... Good looking all for the viewers, man. It's all for those, you know, the, the for the fans. It's all for the yeah. fans. You do it for the gram. Sacrificing myself for, for the fans. Man, he's the good looking one. We need to use him. What can I say? I like, know. I for brown Arab boy, it's not happening. I mean, listen, different people have different things. Don't knock it, man. Exactly. You got like a vibe. You got the hoodie on. You got like the hoodie. You got the glasses with the bridge. Kind of like a hipster haircut happening. Who knows? Oh, no, man. Before that, like while we were filming, I had a bun. Oh, God. oh yeah, I had a man bun. Really? Yeah, wow, man Crete, Crete has ruined you, huh? Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Big time. So, but like the show itself, you guys are traveling about. You're like, I haven't seen any episodes, right? For yeah. all I know, I'm now pitching the, the worst show on the internet. I don't know, right? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, yeah. But you guys will have to tune in in March to find out yourselves, which means you still got to watch. But my question is, what type of travel show is it? Is it like we go here, we do some silly things, we look at some beautiful stuff, or are you guys like engaging the locals, going and talking to people? Like, what, what's the vibe? Okay, so uh, first of all, that was that was the initial the dream. Basically, we would go up to like, okay, let's take Matala, the Matala trip, which is the first episode. Uh, it's gonna drop in March, and uh, we went to this place called Matala Beach, and it's this little village basically in in Crete, in the is it the south side of no no the the north side, right? South. South, south side. Where Matala is. Sorry, sorry, I got I got it all mixed up. Anyways. 
the south side of, of Crete, and um, it's a very famous hippie place, right? So you go there and you expect to see a bunch of sky-high hippies. But it was after the first uh, the first quarantine run, right? So it was after the first after the first time the pandemic hit. And there was no tourists there uh, except for a bunch of Germans and uh, <laughs> no hippies. So we get there. I mean, Germans are the opposite of hippies. Exactly, right? Like... Exactly. So the entire, uh, what's it called? The entire, uh, the, the feeling of the episode, the vibe of the episode the vibe, completely yeah. shifted, right? So you get there, you, you're us guys just fucking around whatever and, and being stupid and then we expect to see some some high hippies and we wanted to interview them and ask them about the place and their story and what it means to them and all that stuff and all we get is a bunch of german tourists with Making cameras going, yeah. uh-huh. and then walking around this uh, the see that's not racist because you're half german, so that's okay it's not racist i, yeah. I can see that i can yeah, see that he's okay guys don't jump him Wahib, you speak Greek fluently. I assume you live there. You work there. Um, and you assumed wrong, actually. I, ass- <laughs> Sorry. I was not expecting that. Um, look. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna pause then. We're gonna figure out how you did a travel show in Greece, not speaking any Greek. Forget how you live and work there. Let's not even talk about that. Yeah. Okay. So my excuse, as always, is that aviation or the aviation industry speaks English. This is true. Yeah. Most of the students, or let's say some students at my school are from abroad, are foreigners. Mm-hmm. And even the Greeks are encouraged to speak in English. Yeah? Makes sense. Two. Number two, I live in Crete, which is one of the most touristic places in Greece. So, like, let's say, because I lived in 2012 in, in fucking Perea, Mm-hmm. in the north in Thessaloniki that's where I felt pressured that I need to learn the language but I only stayed there for, it's like I only stayed for like eight months and then I left now when I came back I came back to Crete which you go to a fucking kiosk with a 70 year old he can speak English with you so I okay. never really had yeah uh, no really yeah yeah like they know not, the basics you can that communicate is the, that is not the experience I've had mind you I like, yeah, yeah, I'm confused right now. I lived here for over 14 years. I've never seen a 70 year old kiosk guy talk English back to me or something when I. I mean, but when you I speak Greek, it's different. Yes, but I oftentimes I don't, I am not, you know, with Greek people around and then I, I talk and then I speak in English or something. Look, Greek, Greeks are infamously good at, at being able to communicate in a second language, like as compared to other European countries. Like in Italy, for example, good luck. Uh, getting a sandwich if you don't speak Italian is a is a whole thing. Like you need some basic Italian, even in Rome, in the most touristic regions, they don't speak English. Maybe they'll speak a, a bit of German or something. Yeah. But Greece, like anyone I know who's traveled who isn't Greek, yeah, they can get by. I just the seventy-year-old kiosk guy, like the Periptera speaking English, that blows my mind a bit. Actually, because the one next to my place, like next to Talos, where I was living. Yeah. Uh, no, the guy was able to speak and communicate with me. Like That's this was just an example to talk about. Like I never had the pressure, like I never felt the pressure or the need to learn the language when I was in Crete. And, and how um, does that roll over that, into the show? Hmm? 
So how does that roll over into the show? Like you guys are traveling, they must think you're like a foreign travel show or something. No, that's a beautiful thing. He speaks uh, Greek. Like in the show, it's an English show. Yeah, so like he's speaking that English. much I know, yeah. Yeah, but uh, the communicating part with the locals or whatever, he's my guy. So yeah, I so just like holding so like stuff. it's Wahib does Greece basically. Yeah, yeah that's the funny thing. That's that's the, like that. the thing actually. I have to I have to communicate with with the people, and uh, when when Greeks, especially old Greeks, see a foreign guy, a brown guy, with uh, a bump, you know, they get kind of. Mm. Maybe, maybe let's say a little bit nervous and uh then you're really? like oh no 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 he's okay he works here the, what does he work at uh, uh, he's a pilot Ooh. how does that how does that help the situation you if they're nervous about the brown guy the fact that he's flying no no no, 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 no. Help their, their mind doesn't go there they're not americans they're not the that's true americans. you're right you're right you're right you're, right. you're absolutely right yeah nothing to do with 9 11 they, their mind doesn't even go there so you know they're, they're just amazed they think he works at agn or something that's gonna be you when you come to jordan yeah yeah, yeah. you're gonna be the guy holding the shit and i'm gonna be the guys like no 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 he's okay he's okay yeah and then you're you know what it's gonna be in jordan it's gonna be a lot of speaking in arabic while george looks confused and then whoever oh, yeah. he's speaking to just looks over at george and they're like haram <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's gonna be like, I know, okay, no, he's you know, cute. I know yeah. how to say. I know how to say cheers. You know the uh, cheers, the yamas thing. I know how to say that. In, 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 uh, how do you Arabic. say that in Arabic? I have no idea. Basaha, 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 basaha means in your health. Oh, it means same as in Greek. That makes sense. Yeah, yamas. Yeah, I like that. Now, now, I don't like don't know Greek at all. Like I understand. A you lot must of know some. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like I know the important things. I know how to order my beer. I know how and to order my gyros. You're what? You're here? Yeah. And I know how to swear. I mean, okay. that's that's about all you need. Mm, yeah. I think so. Hey, what about, how, how about the, the coffee? Oh, of course, my coffee. Like, and uh, There you I mean, go. That's good. I mean, you've been there a long time. I'd expect a bit more, but that's fine. No, no, I know more stuff. I know how to count. Yeah, I know. I'm, just, I'm just kidding, man. I'm, yeah, I'm obviously just messing. I know Greek Canadians who speak less Greek than you. Don't worry. <laughs> well, that's a point for me. I also know Arabs who speak more Greek than you, but I mean, yeah, they're Greek course. Orthodox. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> this this episode is brought to you by fucking nonsense. That's what this is brought to you by. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna do a blatant plug. If you guys like what you're seeing, but not so much them, mostly me. I mean, you can also check out the morning show, which is Monday. That's not true. It's not Mondays. It's Wednesday mornings and Friday mornings live on YouTube at 10 a.m. over at Pantelis Comedy. Most of you probably know about it. We do the news. We do a lot of nonsense like this. Actually, this episode has kind of descended into that kind of vibe. Yes. Yeah. The, on the Pantelis Network, uh, we've recently lived through some drama on the Pantelis Network, if you've been following. So you guys can tune in next Wednesday and see what's going on with that. Crete. Season one, two guys travel. By the way, I hate your title, two guys travel. I'll tell you why I hate your 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 title because it was a show on YouTube that was terrible twelve years ago. No, really? Yes. yes. Two guys travel. Yes. No way. Is this the first you're hearing of this? 
Yes, yeah. we okay. we looked it up, man. We researched because we wanted to be unique. You know, so it's a channel on YouTube. It's a, it exists. They haven't posted in twelve years, but I have a solution for you. Fear not. Well, these we guys know. Wait, travel. These guys from. Because yeah. two guys travel, it doesn't sound right. Yeah, I okay, know. I got that fair, a lot. There, there is a there is a, a travel agency for gay couples that is called Two Guys Travel. So we expected a lot of yeah. a lot of confusion. That's not what I meant, but I just meant like syntactically in English, it's it's weird. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm doing. I mean, as the only native English speaker here, I'm going to chime in. <laughs> uh, no, but these guys travel the, is for, good. Uh, for the info, actually. Yeah, but okay. don't worry. I understand that. Uh, like, there's a gauge. Is there really? Is that a real thing? There is, yeah. Interesting. It is a real thing, and we we learned about it as as soon as we had set up the the email address for, yeah. for the yeah for the YouTube channel because two this guys travel greatest, was already this taken. Is the greatest thing ever. And we this Googled them and we emailed them and they emailed me back and they were like, yeah, hi. So we are a kind of like a, a travel agency. A for boutique them. gay travel agency. Yes. That's okay. It's not organized so I mean, travels for, you know. There's a podcast called Fill My Hole, F-I-L-L, -L, and it's about gay guys and their experiences on Grindr. I'm not judging. Makes, makes sense. Makes perfect uh, that's sense. That's fine. I mean, it does make more sense than mine does. I'm not going to lie. But let's go back well, to the show. Let's go back to what holds your phone. It all depends, George. It all depends. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. You, I don't know if you guys know the story behind the title of this show. It was just a joke. It was something Pantella said on an episode of This Just Thing. It became this like running gag that I was never going to do. This like investigative journalism series. And then the pandemic happened. I mean, a lot. the pandemic changed a lot for everyone, right? Yeah, sure. Um, what's that been like in like, I mean, you're back in Jordan now, Wahib, yeah. right? How long have you been back? Um, around a month and a half, two months. Oh, okay. Recent. Yeah. yeah. And uh, are you not, most of the time. I mean, are you allowed to come back and forth now? What's going on in Europe? I don't even know. Now in, in Jordan, no, they're not going to close the airports. They're not going to full lockdown. Like they just abandoned the idea. Now, actually, you're, yeah, you go to work, pubs are open, bars are open, like except except clubs. I don't know why not. Like everything's open, just open everything. Is there a lot but, of cases? Uh, we have like, I think now they're dropping. We're getting around 800 a day, something like this. Hmm. That's uh, I mean, that's not nothing, but it's not a lot either. Yeah. And I they mean, started I, uh, they started vaccinating people now. So, so completely different experience than like George. George, what's going yeah. on in Greece right now? So what's going on here is basically we're in a, on a hard lockdown, on the second hard lockdown, and you're not allowed to step a foot outside your door unless you are going to strictly to certain locations such as a doctor, pharmacy, the supermarket to get the essentials. And uh, you have to send... Uh, that's the best part. You have to send the Greek government an SMS yeah, to where that. you are heading. Not kidding. You have to send a certain number, the number that uh, is specific for the location you want to yeah. go to. Um, your hilarious. name, surname, your address, and the the date is, is kind of you know highlighted. I if anyone's checking that. No, they are okay. So they, they the police may stop you 
at any point of your journey, right? Either on the street or in front of the supermarket. And hold on, if they catch you without either the SMS, the essential SMS, uh, a handwritten paper that you say the exact same information on that is signed by you, right? And you have to have the, uh, the date and the, the, right. the, the actual starting time, right? When you started going on your journey Ridiculous. and your ID, if you don't have one, like all of these three, or at least the, the two of them, ID and SMS or ID and paper, you get fined 300 euros. I mean, that's not bad, 300 euros. You should see what's going on here. That's, uh, look, uh, if you look at the financial situation that Greece is in, 300 fair. bucks is, fair, fair. is, yeah, not, fair, right. is not that great, really not that great. If it's, you it's get not, caught, I can't speak for all of Canada, but in Quebec. going to the supermarket live, and get toilet paper, right? You get fined off 300 euros, so that's... That's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. all these fines, I mean, they're supposed to be deterrents. They're supposed to use better judgment. Uh, I can't speak for Greek police, which I do not hold in very high regards, the Greek police. Um, but the police here have been terrible at using their better judgment. Uh, I mean, if you get caught out of... So curfew starts at 8 p.m. in Montreal. If... Yeah, exactly. It gets dark at 4 here, by the way. So anyway. Here it's 9. Here it's 9 p.m., the curfew. The curfew. Jordan, 12. Oh, you guys have a curfew. Oh, yes. A, 12 o'clock. You have a curfew? Yeah, from 12 to 5. I... What's the point of that? No clue. Okay, Everything's cool. fucking open, but there's a curfew. That makes no sense. Okay, moving on from that. TGT, Top Gun Travel. Yeah. Top Gun. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. You, you, said, you said we got a pilot and somebody who, who wants, who thinks he's Tom Cruise. Man, I wish I was as cool as Tom Cruise, really. Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is make crazy. Oh my God, the guy's nuts. Nuts. He is nuts. Isn't he a Scientologist? Yeah. yeah. Crazy, right? But I, I, I tell you what, in, in one episode, I, there is, uh, okay, we, we're not supposed, major spoiler here, but who cares? It's on my Instagram. have a network behind you. Who cares? We traveled to Rethymnos, I think it was. Yes, Rethymnos and some miles off of Rethymnos anyway. So we go three hours driving around in like, you know, zigzag patterns up to that freaking mountain there. And I'm so freaking hyped for that. I wanted to do that ever since I saw the the first, like every my first year and ever since my first year in Crete, I saw the, the reclamation or something for, for that bungee jump. You know, hey, always you're like jumping into a ravine, right? Yeah. Yes. This yeah. is the highest, the highest or the second highest bungee jump in Europe. It's, uh, uh, they market it that way. I don't know if that's true or not. So uh, we get up there, I see the bridge, it's fucking sketchy, and I start shitting my pants, right? And Wahib's there, and he, I was like, okay, the first, when I pitched him the idea, I was like, yeah, we're going to do this and that, and uh, we're going to jump off that bridge. And he's like, nope, nope, not happening. Nope. He's a pilot, falling nope. is against everything in his body. That's what he said. That's that's exactly what, I tried. what he said. Explain this way. That's what I tried to explain. I get it. I get it. I get it. And, and <laughs> I was I was so hyped. I was like, no, okay, I'm not as cool as Wahib. I can't say I'm a freaking pilot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite direction, literally. So I I, uh, I mean yeah. Signed up for that for that freaking bungee jump, and I'm sitting on that on that ledge there, 
and uh, looking down and uh, you, see, you know how they say it's cliche, but they say your, your life passes in front of you. You know, like the, the last few, few things that were awful in your life pass in front of you. And uh, you, you sit on that ledge and all I could think is like, come on, man, come on, Tom Cruise hung himself outside of a plane on one string and he, he survived and he did it, he's man. He's not okay. He has a he's mental not okay, problem. But I don't care, man. I don't care. He did it anyways. He did it for the shot, right? And as a good filmmaker, yeah. uh, Wahib was, it, it got incredible with the gimbal at that point. So uh, I completely trusted him the, the whole camera work or something. And we had set up, I think, only the gimbal, right? Because they didn't let us use the GoPro. Yeah, yeah. out of safety reasons. Yeah, just in case. It falls off your hand or something and hits you in the face. It could hit someone or who knows. Yeah. Kill a goat. So, yeah. And uh, they strapped me into that, you know, harness or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I go on that ledge and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, be as cool as Tom Cruise. Be as cool as Tom Cruise. And the guy behind me goes like, goes like, okay, and uh, don't forget to smile. And you know, you're having fun, right? You're having fun. <laughs> and uh, you know, this is a jump far, you skinny ass bitch, because the rope's gonna go around your neck and kill you and whatnot. And yeah, what? yeah, no, 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 no. They used a thick ass rope on on me because you know. I'm skinny as shit, so uh, they used the the rope for the fat people. <laughs> and um, the guy was like, "Okay, you have to jump far." I thought I'm I'm just gonna go over the edge. I'm just gonna fall, right? Tip over, and that's you the end. Jump of it. out? Yeah. No, 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 no. You have to squat and you have to jump as far as you can because if uh, you you drop dead down, right? There is a chance that the rope may catch around your neck and uh you basically hang yourself that's not fun no that's not fun and only if the funny thing is i i figured it out because i saw the the harness the you know the the systems and everything and then my you know engineering mind went elsewhere and uh i saw the safety system that was not existent and uh, i went crazy nice. nuts I went absolutely nuts and I was like, shit, okay. It's, he didn't say it's because the rope's going to wrap around your neck. But so so you, hold, on, you hold, on, hold on, hold on a second. You're sitting there at the edge of the highest point that you can ju bungee jump off of in all of Crete. There's yes. an angry Greek man smoking and yelling at you about not, you know, jumping wrong and strangling yourself. Exactly. You know, as an engineer that there is no redundancy in this system. Oh yeah. And the only guys you guys find out if you jumped is if you watch the show in March. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Is he a pussy or is he Tom Cruise? You don't know. I mean, if you didn't jump, I wouldn't call you a pussy. I'm just saying. I would not fucking jump that's, off. See, that's what Wahib said. That's what Wahib said. But he, he, he went like, if you don't jump, I'm going to fucking kick you off that bridge. Without I mean, a he, he took all that time learning the gimbal and then you pussy out. <laughs> the Man, he dragged me drag him up that that mountain for three hours. He was like, "Dude, if you don't jump, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick you yeah. off that edge." But we don't know it, guys. We're not gonna spoil it. You gotta fucking don't forget. Two guys travel on YouTube on Instagram. That's how you find out. I'm about to tell Wahid something that's gonna blow his mind. Ooh. Do you know the verb in English? Like, you know when you use a gimbal? No. Like, to use, like the word to use, right? To use. 
Yeah. In in English, when someone uses a gimbal, you're not using it. the The proper term is flying it. What? Really? Yep. I thought you'd like that. Oh. Fly the gimbal. Flying gimbal. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. cool. Everyone learned something on film my hole. Everyone. <laughs> I learned that Wahib is a pilot. I learned that George. Let's not get into it again. I also learned that these guys have a show coming out in March. I'm calling this episode because I want people to go watch the show. I want to see the show. Send me the episodes. I want to watch them before because then then I'll decide if I'll put this out because maybe it sucks and I don't want people to watch it. Um, but if it is out this episode and you are watching it, it means I I, I approved it. Uh, guys, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna because I like now it's time to call this show to call it right. We've yeah, been going sure. for like way too long yeah. and uh, Zoom just gave me that, hey, you didn't pay us, so you only get this many more minutes. <laughs> so it's going to shut down the call. Um, every Sunday after curfew, Montreal time, 8 p.m., film my whole new episode. Sometimes I'll have guests like these two guys. Sometimes I won't have guests. Sometimes these two guys travel and you should follow them on YouTube, follow them on uh, Instagram. And you can follow me. If you need to find information about me, you guys know where it is in the description. My name is Phil Balabanos. George, Wahib. See ya. Happy travels. See ya on TGT. Bye. You've been listening to Fill My Hole. This podcast is available on YouTube in its full video form. If you're lazy and you don't want to Google it and you don't want to search on YouTube, balabanos.com, hit the podcast section. You can subscribe directly to the RSS feed there. My name is Phil Balabanos, and I'll see you next time.